I got a message from a NICU nurse that I felt like really encompassed so much of what self-advocacy is and is not, and I'd like to read it to you. The nurse wrote, great course you have coming up on advocacy. I just want to put in a thought about advocacy in the NICU. It's very important to advocate for your baby and to be present and involved. However, rules are rules. And when a unit or hospital has rules, they need to be followed. When parents become defiant, difficult, and break rules, it only hurts their baby. Nurses will not be interested or happy to take that assignment. Giving birth is one of the most significant events of your life. Sadly, the joy that you should feel can often be replaced with anxiety and helplessness instead. As a labor and delivery nurse, I'm revealing insider information to educate you, reassure you, and decrease your fear. In this podcast, you'll hear empowering birth stories and experts weigh in on a range of topics. Being Jewish also has me exploring Judaism's influence on the reproductive experience. However, I speak to anyone wishing to navigate their journey with more joy and confidence. I'm your host, Hani Fingerer, and you're listening to the Happy Birthway Podcast. Welcome to episode 66 of the Happy Birthway Podcast. This is going to be a short episode on self-advocacy. I am busy getting ready for the self-advocacy in birth virtual live workshop that's happening next week on February 28th on Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. It is going to be me speaking for 90 minutes, telling you all of the goodness that I have learned in so many years of working on the labor and delivery unit on what the best ways are for you to advocate for yourself, areas that you might not know that you may have to advocate for yourself, and how to just really get the staff to work with you together as a team. And then there's going to be an additional 30 minutes of a live Q&A, so you will be able to ask all of your questions that you have for me. And if you are interested in registering for this, go to youlovedeadacademy.com. When you enter the website, you'll see immediately at the top, there is a banner that you can click on to register and get more information about it. I've been talking about self-advocacy lately on Instagram, no surprise. And I got a message from a NICU nurse that I felt like really encompassed so much of what self-advocacy is and is not. And I'd like to read it to you. The nurse wrote, great course you have coming up on advocacy. I just want to put in a thought about advocacy in the NICU. It's very important to advocate for your baby and to be present and involved. However, rules are rules. And when a unit or hospital has rules, they need to be followed. When parents become defiant, difficult, and break rules, it only hurts their baby. Nurses will not be interested or happy to take that assignment. Nurses will do one shift and move to another assignment the next day. Um, And this is me explaining to you versus taking the same assignment, taking the same patient back from day to day, which improves continuity of care and is something good and allows the parents or the patient to develop a relationship with their nurse continuously, which is a little different because in labor and delivery, this is more of a short-term stay that you'll be having. Then she continues to write, there will be lack of consistency when the family behaves in a, and she quotes, difficult manner. Calling the Department of Health because you want more visitors on your list 
for example, will only harm you and your baby's care as nurses will not be running to be your baby's nurse. Please be mindful of unit and hospital rules and policies. They're there for a reason, even if we think they're, quote, stupid or unnecessary. So this nurse obviously has had some really bad experiences with patients. And, um, you know, she gave clear enough examples that show that she holds her own trauma from working as a nurse and dealing with patients that are entitled and demanding and difficult. And I validate her experiences. I've come across experiences like that myself. For me as a nurse, what I keep in mind the entire time is that it is not about me. It is about the patient. As someone who is very into setting boundaries for myself and not being taken advantage of, I still try to maintain those boundaries while giving the patient as much as I reasonably can. And oftentimes I will take on a patient that is considered demanding or unreasonable or difficult, all descriptions of a patient that I absolutely hate. Um, you know, but a patient that's involved and has maybe more needs than a typical patient does. And a lot of times I'll turn them around during my shift. Um, I'm going to give you kind of pointers as to the mindset that I have that allows me to do that and allows me to have a good collaborative working relationship with the patient where they feel that we are on the same team. I'm going to reverse that and talk about that in my workshop. But just to give you this understanding of many healthcare workers are traumatized from having to deal with a lot of demanding patients. And remember that they are working for a system. So your nurse that's taking care of you, your doctor that's taking care of you, oftentimes it's the doctor as well. They're employed by the health system, by the hospital or by the health system. And they have to follow the rules of that hospital or health system. As this nurse wrote here, rules are rules. However, in my nursing education, I have been taught actually that there is room for policy exceptions. It was actually a practice question for the NCLEX boards, which is the boards that registered nurses have to pass in order to get their license. And that was actually a question. And it was an entire classroom discussion in a room of 250 nursing students with a professor that I really remember so fondly and dearly. And um, it was in a nursing leadership class. And we were discussing a case where there was a patient who had a child and the child was not allowed to come visit her because of the hospital rules on that unit with, you know, um, visiting rules where the child was underage. And there was a whole conversation about, I don't remember the specifics, but that specific situation, it was actually very reasonable to make an exception to have this patient's child come and visit her in the hospital. And it's not something that's easy to do. A nurse doesn't have the authority to just allow it to happen. A doctor doesn't have the authority to just allow it to happen. 
contrary to some beliefs that the doctor is, you know, the head. A lot of times it's management that has to get involved and the higher ups in the hospital. And that's not something that you want to take advantage of frequently. That's something that you want to use knowing that you have it as an option in extenuating circumstances. And this is going to be part of what I will discuss in the workshop when it is reasonable and practical and to your benefit to request for an exception to the policy and when it is not. And it certainly should never be overused. And from the message that I got from this NICU nurse, it seems like a lot of people have a lot of her patients and the parents and the families of her NICU baby patients have overused these privileges. And when privileges are abused and overused, then it is a lot harder to get exceptions. I want to make it clear that self-advocacy is not being antagonistic and argumentative and going up against everybody in the hospital and going in with this mindset that you're not going to have any of your needs met and that the hospital staff is going to be nasty to you and they're not going to care about you and they're not going to want to honor any of your requests. That may happen. And some people do experience where more of the hospital staff did behave this way than not, which is a shame. And it makes me think that, you know, what if those hospital staff are constantly working on the under the conditions that this NICU nurse wrote about? So they are going to be less likely to be flexible. But a lot of times that's not the case. And if it will be the case, there are things that you can do beforehand to prepare for that possibility so that you come in equipped and prepared and knowledgeable and so that you know how to navigate these situations in a way that will get the hospital staff to collaborate with you and to want to work together with you to get your needs met, even if they may not be may not be fitting into the standard, so to speak. And there are times when it's just not reasonable to have certain expectations of hospital staff, which I'm going to also discuss in my workshop. There are times when it's not reasonable. And knowing that, Although you can't get something that you feel like you want, but knowing that ahead of time will readjust your expectations and it will help you come in with a different mindset. And what it will do is help mitigate disappointment. And there's a huge, huge thing that I see frequently happen for patients in the hospital where they come into the hospital feeling disappointed because they had certain expectations that were not realistic for a variety of reasons that, again, I will discuss in the workshop. And they come in sorely disappointed. But with preparation, it is very possible to avoid that disappointment. And that disappointment can really cloud how you experience your stay at the hospital. And self-advocacy starts way before you enter the hospital during your prenatal visits with your doctors or midwives, 
Um, there's a lot that you can do to advocate for yourself. And self-advocacy doesn't mean having to advocate for yourself doesn't mean that you're not seeing a good doctor or midwife that's really there for you and that really cares about you. But they don't know you as well as you know you. They're the experts on birth, but you are the expert on yourself. And I'm going to be sharing a lot of information on what self-advocacy is during your prenatal care as well. And while you curate, I like to use that term, curate your birth support team. And so I just want to get out there that self-advocacy does not have to mean fighting for your rights. Sometimes it may mean that, but I don't like to think of it as fighting because that just gives a negative connotation and there are ways to go about it that will be much more effective. The message from this nurse that I got clearly reveals the stress that healthcare workers face in their jobs and it has given me perspective on how to help patients deal with that stress that they may encounter. And I like to look at it from a humanistic way of healthcare workers are humans. And there is so much that is out of their control, as you've seen this nurse write rules are rules. And these nurses have to enforce the rules. That's their job. That's what their employer is telling them to do. And they will get disciplined if they don't. And sometimes they don't know how to go about getting exceptions for something that you may need that can be completely realistic and reasonable. Understanding what's appropriate and what's not appropriate and how it can hurt you if you demand or ask for too much or in a way that will come off as demanding and entitled. Because whether or not it is right that healthcare providers behave in a certain way, ultimately, you want to go about advocating for yourself in the most effective manner. On my website, youladdedacademy.com, I have a free guide with 30 self-advocacy phrases that you can use to effectively communicate with your healthcare team and advocate for yourself in that way. Each phrase brings up a different point where self-advocacy comes into play. So just go to yoladedacademy.com and scroll all the way down to the page. I really hope that I will see you next week live, face-to-face, through Zoom at the live self-advocacy and birth workshop. And once again, you can sign up for that on my website. Till next week. Thanks for tuning into the Happy Birthway Podcast. Head over to Yoladed Academy on Instagram to continue the conversation. You'll find the link in the episode show notes, as well as links to any additional resources, products, and services mentioned here. If you love listening to this show, you can help it grow by sharing it with your friends and rating and reviewing it. To stay in the loop when new episodes are released, make sure to subscribe. Remember that your health needs are unique and require individualized medical advice. The podcast is not a replacement and some of the information may not be appropriate for your specific circumstances.
My mission is to educate you so that you can confidently collaborate with your healthcare team. I believe that a healthy mom and healthy baby are simply not enough. We also need a happy mom with an empowering birth experience. 